Hey, hey, welcome back. I got a question today from one of our clients. She's in our inner circle and it was a very simple question that is perfect timing for this new year. And you know, when everyone is rightfully so looking at who do I want to be? What do I want to do? What do I want to accomplish in this trip around the sun? What do I like, how do I do that? Like, I want to go places. I want to do things. And how does this really look? And the question that she asked was, what does it really look like to double down? What is doubling down? It's one of those phrases that we talk about, we throw around, but actually doing it, quote, right, is is honestly something really worth looking at if you're going to put double the energy into something, let's make sure it is the right thing. And, you know, it's so funny when I think about a time like starting a new year or um, setting new goals. I remember this time when it was actually the beginning of 2020. We were in like a beginning of the year sprint. We had gone to, I had gone to a mastermind across the country. We were at this other conference in February and we had our own event in March and it was just bam, bam, bam. And we're at this event with hundreds of other entrepreneurs, the one in February. And they said, like, what's your goal? Say it out loud for the whole room to hear. And at this point, we had only done, um, I think we were about to cross our first million dollar mark for like all time um, revenue generating. And so it was the beginning of 2020. The business was still very much in the infant stages, being only a year and some change old. And I throw my hand up in the air in front of all these people. And I said, $4 million. $4 million. And you know, no one knew me. They didn't know what we had done. So to them, it really didn't matter. But to me, that was like four times what had happened total or more. And so it's just that beginning of the year and, you know, that just that goal setting high, right? Where you get so excited, so caught up in the vision of it all. And vision is so important. Having something to look at, to strive for, to work toward is a really, really beautiful thing. So with all that said, with all that said, the question is, how do you double down on how to make it happen. And what I've realized and what is just absolutely true is that your goals, they don't really matter. They matter in the, the way that we'll talk about in a minute, which is that they are something that means something to you, that they are compelling to you. But the goal itself won't really be the thing that like drives you. And so today we're going to, I want to talk about doubling down in the way that inputs, the inputs that you go into your work are way greater than any output. Because you can't just double down on your goal. You cannot just double down on your goal. You can't just think your way into wanting your goal more, into having a stronger, like, you know, 
way of building your business. Like, oh, well, I can get to 4 million by doing this many sales and this many um, programs and adding this membership, right? There's so many strategies and tactics and moves that you could be making to double down and just add on, add on, add on in, by focusing on the output, doubling down on the output, right? The number. And so what I want to offer you today is how can you double down on the inputs, on the things that you can control? Because now we are just now exiting 2023, obviously the beginning of 2024, and we crossed the $2.5 million mark last year, like one calendar year, $2.5 million. And what's interesting about that is, well, it's not $4 million, which is funny because that was three years ago I said that. But it's also higher than the goal that we set for 2023. I say goal in quotes because we, I think we said two something, like maybe we wanted to double it. I don't even know. But it wasn't $2.5 and $83,000, right? Like that wasn't the goal. The goal was how can we give it our all to serve the people we're supposed to serve. So that's kind of the angle I want to come at today and talk about how to double down to get where you want to go is by focusing on the input. And you end up getting where you want to go in such a greater way. And the goals that you set, honestly, they feel better, even if they're not the the number you were wanting to reach or the number of sales to customers or like your your lifestyle hasn't changed. Like even if none of the outputs are different, focusing and doubling down on the inputs is what matters. So let's get specific. I actually heard a quote in church today and the pastor said, every what needs a great why. And that is a kind of another way of going a level deeper on inputs because your inputs in so many ways can get distracted by this is the strategy. This is the tactic. This is the, uh, and I think, my gosh, we have made so many changes in our company that people are now asking us, well, what are you doing? Like, tell me about your newsletter. Tell me about your program. Tell me about how you're running challenges. And, you know, at some point, it's just a what. It's just a what. And Simon Sinek does a, such a great job in his book, Start With Why, to talk about how you can get uh, the same output with a million different what's. And just having a good what, a good piece of advice, a good, um, you know, way of going about how you sell to customers or how you market or the structure of your program or your Ascension program, these are all what, and they're fine. They're actually really great to think about. But the question is, what is, what reason is driving you to do it? And this is what I want to tell you from the bottom of my heart. As someone who said $4 million, you know, almost four years ago, in a month, in February, it will be four years ago that I said $4 million in front of a room of two or 300 other women as my witness. Here's what I can tell you. 
when you have a great why behind your what, what that really means is that you have a reason. Like if I were to sit with you at coffee and be like, what is the reason that you do this? I love asking our, our students and our clients that because it really helps them to dig up something honest, right? Because sometimes when we're journaling, it can get very abstract and, well, you know, I just want to serve people and da-da-da. no, no, no. What is the reason? Like, why do you literally choose this and not serving people a different way? You can serve people for free. You can serve people by volunteering. You can serve people why? Why do you do this? I know for me, I know that this is what I was put on this earth to do. And so for me to be able to live out my calling that God put me on this earth to do, the only way I can do that is by keeping my eyes on, on him and by focusing on how can I just serve one more person, one more person, write a message for one more person, one more person every single day. And so when your reason is something like, well, I want to fulfill the calling on my life. And if I don't, if I get to the end of my life and I'm thinking, well, I did not do what I was put on this earth to do. That to me is a terrifying, terrifying reality that even when it's hard, even when nothing is working, none of the what's are working, that is what stirs up the creativity. It stirs up the desire to keep going. That's, that's what a why is. And so what I've realized so much is that a compelling reason, I love the word compelling, like it just draws you and you have to do it. You can't not do it. If you're picturing yourself on your deathbed and you're like, did I do what I was put on this earth to do? And that thought freaks you out. It scares you. makes you desperate to like do the thing that you need to be doing. That compelling reason. You need that. And if, and what I've realized is that a compelling reason is not what helps you hit your goal. Okay. I'm going to repeat that. Your compelling reason is not why you hit your goal. It's the reason that you keep going even when you don't hit your goal. Your compelling reason will not be the reason that you hit your goal. It's the reason why you keep going even when you don't. And so I love, I love that 20 years from now, right now, 10 years from now, I love that I will be interviewed on some network or or like magazine or whatever. And I love that I'll be able to tell the story about how long it took us to hit 4 million. I love it. Now, of course, but day to day, you, just like me, just like any other person is like, when is this going to work the way I want it to? When is this going to feel like everything I do is lining up, right? That's the human nature of having a goal and wondering, well, I just want my effort to pan out pretty clean. Can it start working out clean now? And it won't. I don't know anybody who's like, yeah, it's like boom, bam, thank you, ma'am. Let's just do this and it's just easy. That's not a good story at all. And so if you've ever thought that you're messed up or that you 
like your why's not good enough or your work isn't good enough or that you're not good enough. You're doing the wrong thing. It's, it's not necessarily the case. Your compelling reason will not be the reason that you hit your goal. It will be the reason that you keep going even when you don't. It fires me up so much. And so here's what's cool about inputs. Let's go back to why inputs are greater than focusing on the output. So what if you double down on the things that you actually did, not what you're hoping to get out of it, okay? Inputs, the beauty of them is that they require you to do it. You. Inputs require you to do it. And so we'll get specific about what some of these are. And what's beauty, beautiful about that is that when you do inputs, let's just say, you know, sales conversations or some of your marketing or copywriting or filming or, you know, anything that you feel like you need to do to get that project across the finish line or just to do the next right thing on your to-do list. You being someone who can do it and do it well, that's the goal, but you won't do it well. So when we're, th- when we're talking about doubling down and hitting goals, like honestly, there's a really good chance that a lot of the stuff you do is not even that good yet. That's just the, that's just the truth. We're going to have a entire hundreds of podcasts, hundreds of YouTube videos that are literally not even that good. But the input is what changes you into somebody who it does. It, it is good work. Eventually. Eventually. So when you think about doubling down, I, I kind of want you to think about the word intensity. Because intensity means that you are amping up to shorten the time frame. I don't know what your time frame will be. Maybe shortening it for you is going to be from 10 years to 5 years. From 5 years to 2 years. It still might feel like forever but you're shortening the time gap of how bad you need to be (laughs) to make it work for you. I think Myron might've been the first person that said this, but he says, all work works. All work works. And work is an input. Work is not just something that you like sign in for every day. It is the things that you do moment by moment. And all work works. It is either working on you or it is working for you. And if it's not working for you, then it is working on you. Changing you to be someone that the work does work for. I have been in a, a long like wrestling match with marketing. Long wrestling match. And the, the relationship between sales and marketing and copywriting and these pages and these funnels and the things and the da 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 and how does it all connect and, and it's just, It's just insane. And it's like, when is this going to work for me? But let me just tell you what. If I could interview my old self and ask her what she knew or thought about marketing, it would be a totally different person. Am I good at it yet? I would say no, I'm not even good at it yet. But it has worked on me so much. This work has been like a mentor to me to the point where now I am at least wiser My character is stronger. I see now why certain things are important and what things are not important. How people need to be reached. So this is what, this is the game. 
work works on you before it works for you. And the more you can double down on these inputs, this work that we can uncover in a minute, that's how you'll know. That's how you'll know because you will start to see the fruit of your labor, the sowing of the seeds, the sowing of the seeds and cultivating it. How do you water it? How do you fertilize it? How do you feed it? Because Myron said this too, just recently, he talked about how, like, would you rather be the person who has to sow the seed or grow the tree? Well, I don't think you or me know how to grow a tree or any plant for that matter, but we do know how to sow seeds. So if we can be responsible every day for sowing the right seeds and taking care of those seeds, well, by golly, the natural byproduct is something that we could have never produced on our own. And that's really amazing. So amazing. So I want to talk about a few inputs I know that I'm focusing on and that I've seen in my life that when I focus on these things, other byproducts, the outputs become more than I could have ever imagined. And I want to encourage you maybe that you need to focus on one or all of these things as well. So just pick some and maybe this stirs up for you. Where, where can I have the control because you don't have control of the output. You don't have control of the goal, but you do have control of the work that you do in shortening that time frame of how soon will it work for you? So inputs, I know the first one that when I think about the most, the cat, like the catalyst, catalytic moments of my life were when prayer was a priority. And my relationship with God is a huge, not just a driver, but like the, like a source of how I think, feel, uh, move about the work I do. So being in prayer and conversation with God through like actually like talking to him and also journaling and just uh, reading scripture and things like that is so incredibly important. And that is an input. You see, you see how that's not like, well, how many sales did I make today? Or, or how many pounds did I lose today? It's not about that. It's about really like changing who you are and connecting with something, someone that is so like such a perspective giver. So the work that you do is pure. Like it does feel driven by what is right in that you're moving in the right direction. I know that one of the greatest, um, most prominent prayers I ever pray is about guidance, wisdom and guidance, wisdom and guidance, wisdom and guidance. I'm like, shut those doors that need to be shut. Open the doors that need to be open because I don't know what they are. And it kind of goes back to growing the tree. Like, I don't know how to grow a tree, but um, I can sow a seed. So help me to sow the right seeds in the right rooms with the right people. I, did, I literally like beg <laughs> to like not be around the people I don't need to be around for not to be in the rooms I don't want to be. I, I, I I'm not wise enough to know what rooms not to be in sometimes, but please, Lord, make sure I don't get in them. Please like, like throw up, throw up any, anything and I'll do it. I'll listen, you know? So prayer is so incredibly important. Um, and if that's important to you, then just don't underestimate what that kind of connection will do for your output. Even when you don't know what the output is, it doesn't matter. It could be something totally out of left field and it, and it will be better than you could have ever imagined because the input is right. Um, another input that you have control over, a seed that you can sow, 
double down on is studying. Now, I want to underline bold, italicize that I did not say read. I said study. And this is like my favorite tactic behind studying. One of the best ways you can think about studying is, this is kind of a weird thing for me to say, okay, but just this is like one way that will help you study. Just one is to do so with a dictionary ready. Isn't that weird? Like when's the last time you had a dictionary out? Get a dictionary out when you're reading something like, you know, a book about marketing or something that you don't understand yet. Maybe you're even studying your own industry. Like you, maybe you're in sales or real estate or photography. Like I encourage you to question the words that you're reading. And when I say question, I mean like this. Hmm. So curious. Like what does that word actually mean? And I wish I had like an example ready to go for you. But um, okay, so I'll give you the example. Just recently, I, we've been saying the word context a lot, like context matters. Our students need context. People on Instagram, they need context. YouTube, the people who are hear a message, they need context. They need to know like why something matters. Okay, so we throw this word around. And so I was like, well, let me just look up what does the word context even mean? What are some synonyms for it? And you might be like, Catherine, why are you doing this? Like, is that really that big of a deal? The reason it matters is because when words are thrown around a lot, you start to misunderstand or not take seriously what they actually mean. And so when I ended up looking this up, the word, a synonym that came up was circumstance. Circumstance. I know it sounds really basic, but a circumstance is really just the facts of a situation. So what does that mean? If you, if I'm trying to give you context, I'm going to explain the facts of a situation. What's, what was the setting? Who was there? What's the story behind how this um, new process came to be? Okay. Leaders. Hello. Your people need context. Explain the circumstances around it. And all of a sudden it starts to give you like a new vision for why something is so great or so powerful. You start to gain evidence for yourself. Like, oh my gosh, I'm like, so, I so get this. I so love this. This is even deeper than I thought. This is even more connected than I thought. And then you become more sold. You, you understand more. It's like a part of who you are. And so I just want you to study what you do, become a student of your expertise. And some of those like tangent things, like I'm talking about marketing a lot right now because we are sales girls and we're not marketers by like, we don't teach people marketing, but we as a business market. And so I'm going to, I'm going to study things. So I want you to be a student of your specific craft. Like I need to be a student of sales. You need to be a student of yours too. And as well as the tangent topics that you're going to be building your business around. Sound good? Okay. Another input. And I think that if you can get these three right, you will be on the path to, oh my gosh, like so much like energy and joy and the, the, just like the byproduct of this, they don't just add to your life. They exponentially leverage one another. So this one is, um, an amazing input and that is connecting with people. So the things that I'm talking about right now, they're really things that don't change. So God doesn't change. Um, studying your 
like the processes behind what you or the principles behind what you do, those aren't going to change. They're just true of your industry or your field of study and connecting with people, connecting with people and understanding human nature is going to be the, one of the greatest, um, uh, what is the word I want to use? Like it will compound for you in such an amazing way. It will influence um, the actual sales that you make immediately. It will influence your marketing. It will influence how you think about the entire product that you create. And it's because the reason so is because people are the reason you do this. Like serving people is the reason you do this. Loving people is the reason. Hello, you're put on this earth to do that. So when you connect with those people with the market, all of a sudden, like a ton of stuff becomes easier. Like the writing, the filming, the creation. I know when I sat down to write this message, I thought, I thought about you. Like, what do you need to hear? It's, it's the new year. It's doubling down. This is what people are wondering. How can I bring something fruitful to this conversation? How can I sow a seed into you? I'm not in control of what tree or beautiful plant grows in your life, but this is at least a seed that I can sow for you because I've connected with enough people to know this is what's going on. And it makes something like this, a message, be able to go out into the world and you can do the exact same thing. You absolutely can. A few like honorable mentions that I can't even describe to you the leverage that they could have in your life is how you take care of your physical body. One of the greatest um, things that I did, it was so simple. It was a few years ago when I started this. It was definitely 2019, actually. I talked about the input of how many times I would cook at home and how many times I would exercise every week. It was just like this vision of the flow of my life, the pace, the cadence of how how I operated. And this is going to give you some control because so often... The literal fuel for your body is such an afterthought. The way that you expend your your energy and take care of your body can be such an afterthought. And I just want to encourage you that this body you have, it actually, the fuel that you give it, the movement that you give it, it, it is what fuels your brain. And the oxygen. And it keeps you, it keeps you inspired in so many ways. Did you know the word inspire actually means like of the spirit and spirit is like breath, spire, spire. So we're just talking about like breathing new life into yourself and keeping yourself like, like glowing and vibrant for all this other stuff that you're doing. Can you see how like your mind, body and spirit, it all goes together. And that is, these are going to be the inputs that make amazing outputs for your year. And this is what's so cool. When your reason, when your reason is, I just want to fulfill the purpose in my life. That's just what I want to do. I don't want to get to the end of my life and this not matter. I don't want to get to my life and think, I just wish I would have. I just wish I would have. Who even cares if it didn't get views? Who even cares if no one bought it? At least I know I did my part. At least I know I, I sowed the seeds. That that kind of compelling reason driving these actions, it won't matter what goals you hit or don't hit because you will be so proud of the person that you are. And I know this might um, sound even like oversimplified, but this stuff matters so much to our culture as sales girls, to our whole team, 
we actually have something called sales girl protocol that uh, we will have linked um, here very soon so that you can download it for yourself. You can learn about it. You can incorporate these inputs into your own life in a, in a way that feels like a flow, like the flow and the cadence to your own life as well. So I hope you have had a beautiful start to your new year. I hope that if you are enjoying these videos and you've enjoyed the topics that we covered, that you would go ahead and just subscribe and like give it a like or a rating wherever you're listening, because this content I really believe is what so many women need to hear women in business, women in business who are moms. Um, there's so much, there's so much on the other side of your discipline and you saying yes to the calling on your life. Uh, I'm so encouraged. I'm so excited. And I cannot wait to see you on the next video.